Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 137 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. My name is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com, and I do not have a witty, interesting, or even bilingual intro for this e- for you this evening. All Say I what? have, all I have, is my heartfelt thanks for your continued listenership. I do appreciate that, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Chance is here at the games of chance at blogspot.com. Chance, how are you doing this evening? I actually got a decent night's sleep last night. It's really weird. Ooh, you're actually like like bright eyed, bushy tailed, happy looking. Well, you know, I'm sure I still have like a three hundred hour sleep deficit, but uh mm. but I got I got like eight hours, so it's kinda weird. It's a wow. weird experience. I know, I wow. feel I feel weird, man. It's like you wake up and it's like life's not punching me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> what is this? It's weird. I actually had a decent day at work. Alex is here of dailycrockbot.blogspot.com. Alex is enjoying his last 48 hours on life before the current hurricane mm-hmm. scours his house from the landscape. Yeah. Worse than 20 years. This will be yeah, fun. Well, no, if there's anything that we can, you know, just give thanks for, it's that I'm, I'm sure the emergency services reaction of the United States government will be, <laughs> Stop it. Will be so good. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm on the power grid of one of the best hospitals in the country. Ooh. I'm not sweating this. Well, that much. and he's white, so um, yeah, there is that. <laughs> well, my na- uh, but my neighborhood oh. isn't. That might complicate okay. things, but I'm hopeful. I've, and I've lived here about three, four years. The longest I've ever been out of power is about four yeah. hours. That's. I wake up and it's bad. there. I when I grew up and was hit with the last storm that was this big, we were out of power for a week Ooh, and a half. God, jeez. So. Yeah, I appreciate how snappy Duke Power can be when uh, Duke Hospital is mm. on the line. Longest I ever lost it was about three days, and that was torture. Yeah, week and a oh. half, man. I still remember it. It's so hot. Our um, uh, fortunately, our furnace and our our power is kind of separate. The furnace is gas, so we can run without electricity. Yeah. Um, but wait, 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 wait! You still have to have electricity for the fan and the furnace. I I don't know how it works. But okay. I know, I know that. Oh, probably thermal. Yeah, we can have right? we can have the power off, but the furnace running. I'm pretty sure. And but no, there was there was once where there was like three days in the winter where the furnace was out, oh. and and there were space heaters in like every room of the house, and even with the <laughs> furnace on, this house leaks like a sieve in the winter. So it was pretty bad. So wet and cold. Say what? Wet and cold. Just cold. Oh, leaks. Oh, yeah, air, like, leaks. comes out of the house. Like, the house does not hold air in. Yeah, like... Uh, insulation. Yeah, well, it was, it was like, a 150-year-old house when we bought it, and uh, we, like, ripped out all the walls, put in, uh, uh, put in, you know, uh, insulation and shit like that, but it's not like my dad is, like, Mike Handy or whoever that guy is, you know, the big bald guy in the overalls. <laughs> yeah, he's not that guy, but, like, he was handy as shit, but he turns out, you know, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. There are yeah. notes. Still, it's an heirloom, another heirloom. Appreciating value, That's perhaps, right. That's perhaps. Right. So, before we get to Spider-Man, and I know that Spider-Man can do whatever a spider can. It's true, And a can. whole lot of other things, too, apparently. True, yes. I must confess that uh, I... I will be right back. ...did finish as much as I could stomach of We Happy Few. And how much uh, I that? think around one-third... I f- uh, about 20 you? hours. I overestimated last week how much time I had spent on it wow. uh, because it just felt like forever. But yeah, the, the first third of it was about 20 hours. And by the end of that third, I had unlocked enough skills 
that all the annoying parts of the game were kind of gone. I could run in town. Combat was no longer an issue. I, you know, my stamina for combat was fine. I could carry enough stuff. So it's funny, as your character levels up, it ends up taking away game mechanics from the beginning of the game. It's like they knew that they made annoying shit in their game, and this gave you ways to unlock skills to take that away. Yeah, that shit yeah. makes me angry. So, and, and what the thing is, the last couple of very linear missions are actually not awful. There's... They're not, not good, good but, but not they're not awful, awful because they're actually thought out. They have their missions that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, at the very end of it, you find out that Arthur did this terrible thing 20 years ago that he remembers now, and then you're done with that mission. And then he runs away across the bridge. His, his whole point was he's trying to escape Wellington Wells to go look for his brother who had been sent to Germany. And he, he escapes, basically. Throughout the course of his uh his, his, his act or his chapter, you meet another female character named Sally. Sally is basically a drug dealer. She sells raspberry-flavored joy to the constables and to whoever can pay. Okay, so, wait, I'm back. You are still playing We Happy Few? No, 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 I'm done. I'm oh, okay, done. Okay. I'm just kind of explaining how where I ended up and why I stopped. So okay. I finished Arthur's, and then you go back and you play as Sally. Now, Sally has none of the unlocked skills that you had for Arthur. So you're, go, you're, you're, you're back to, you, can, you can't be out at night you can't run in towns and sally is also very bad at combat so she can't wield two-handed weapons she has about three hit points and (laughs) does not have a very big inventory so you're back to just her and on top of that she doesn't have fast travel any of the map you've unlocked is now gone and probably shuffled and Is, is it actually shuffled like is it changed uh you started in a different spot and i did not recognize anything okay um, seeing how it's all procedurally built anyway, it would not surprise me that they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong. I did not play this for, for very long because on top of the general you need to eat, sleep, and drink and either take or avoid joy um, mechanics, they threw another one in where Sally has a child. This is the only child you've seen ever in the entire game. Hmm. And she has to take care of this child. Well, it's kind of hard to find milk hmm. in this thing because this is post-World War II, but the Germans won or something like that. It isn't really clear. So not only does she feel guilty when she's away from the child, but she has to make trips back to her house on a regular basis. Otherwise, she begins to feel guilty, and the guilt erodes her stamina bar. And that was it. I, I couldn't... How low can the stamina bar get? Pretty low, because I didn't feel like going back and feeding the kid. Um, and it, it, it dawned on me that using a baby alone in a house as a gameplay mechanic, I was just not okay with. I mean, I can take a lot of things, but this was like, really? You're taking a starving baby, and that is your, like, timer? So... That, and it just, it wasn't fun before, it was less fun after that, and I turned it off, I was done. To play devil's advocate, though, that does seem like a really effective kind of choice, like I imagine if my kid was at home and I was terrified about them, that would stress me the fuck out, I would have a bad day. Yeah, and and you're not wrong, but that layered on top of the the removal of all the skills that you've already earned. Yeah, it sounds like it's not earning anything, you're not having fun. No, no, no. It's just getting in, in so some way. It's, it's, it's proof that of how few people actually do this. Uh, granted, I l- finished this up last week. 
Um, I think one and a half percent of people on Xbox only, one and a half percent of people who started the game finished Arthur's act. One point five percent. Around one percent. Jesus Christ. Finished Sally's act. Ooh. Less than point five percent finished the third act. So yeah, Microsoft, congratulations on buying this company. Um, hope you didn't pay too much for it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I have to say wow. about Be Happy Few. It's not a good game, listeners. Don't don't let the I want to see a train wreck thing get you. It's not worth your time. I you, think I think like, you're the only one who see, does that. Wait, with no, games. I think it's, it's like my job. And, it is my you, lot in life. You and Jim Sterling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not as famous or fat as he is, so um, I'll take one of those two. <laughs> you're better. But but um, I yeah. Just if you need to see it, go watch a Let's Play, and that's all you need. You can you can get everything you need out of this game by watching 15 minutes of someone else play, and that's it. That's all you need to do. 15 minutes of a yeah, because game. it's so much of it's that, just that, running that's... back and forth, and so few of the quests are actually yeah. at all interesting. The one okay, if there was a quest that was actually decent, one of the final quests that was kind of linear, you go into the okay. One of the bad guys, one of the antagonists in the in the area are doctors, and doctors okay. are, supposedly can smell when you're off your joy. Uh. Um, I found that if you ran past them fast enough, they didn't notice you. But if you lingered by them, they'd be like, "You're off your joy," in what in an accent that I cannot do. Well, you need to go to their headquarters <laughs> to find something to unlock the quarantine in other areas of the city. So that was interesting because at one point you need to sneak through an operating theater where there's a bunch of them all in those same scary masks kind of like huddled around a body kind of poking it and talking about what they're going to do. And it was actually like a clever, unsettling scene out of 20 hours. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's not, hours. it's not worth it. It's not it's Ugh. not worth it. I'm glad I managed to stop when I did because I also started Dragon Quest, which I'll let Alex talk about, because it's good, but I have a few nits to pick. Oh, I have a lot more. Okay, you have additional nits to pick since last week. I have additional nits to pit. I am at the last oh. dungeon. Holy shit, it's, how many hours? Taking me, that's, I'm at 50. Oh, God so this is like a damn, week and a half. A okay. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be like about a week and a half to get here, and it's it's good. It's a good game. I don't... It's hard to compare it to 8, which I didn't realize at the time. It's it's a much better game. 8 is a, eight is a better eight game? Is, really? Then eleven, it has a much more coherent story. What uh, Dragon Quest eleven is is mostly just a bunch of vignettes that some characters that are connected like respond to occasionally. It's not what what's there is compelling, but it doesn't build to anything. Okay, I want to I want to say but, before like, you move on that I personally find that really compelling. That's very much what I felt Resonance of Fate was. It definitely had like an overarching yeah. plot, but each kind of chapter felt like an episode or maybe a season of an anime that I loved. Okay, it's doing that, but I'm at the last dungeon and I've met the primary antagonist once. Aww. It is bullshit. That's no good. It is absolute bullshit. I have no idea who he was when he showed up. I don't know who he is now. Yeah, but the game's not over yet. It, it's got one more dungeon, maybe about like 45 minutes. Are you sure this is the final dungeon? I, You're at the end of the game. I I can tell by the purple smoke and lightning that, w that was exactly like the last last dungeon. Oh. In 8. Okay, fair enough. Now, this is it. Now, apparently, I hear there's a gameplay twist. 
no. <laughs> like there's 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 a decent plot twist halfway through, but like I said, it doesn't earn it because I have no fucking clue who or what the villain is besides being wahahaha mm. evil. It's it's a problem. Well, the the only okay, I I I think it was two or th- I think it was maybe a little more than three hours into it, and at that point, the villain was the king. Okay, he he gets played off okay, decently because he was obviously bad. But it's you know it's another one of those the person behind the person mm-hmm. that was this thing yeah. the whole time. You see it coming ten miles away, and I'm I'm really sick mm. of that. Like I thought, like eight had a much better story than this. Like like there was twists. Like yeah, there was a moha kind of evil thing, but it kept changing forms in interesting ways. Mm. I didn't realize how much I appreciated that until this is like the individual stories it tells are good, but when it runs out of that, well, it falls back on some really, really, really good Uh turn-based gameplay. And that washes away all sins for me. Because this gameplay is fantastic. Mm. Like, there, some of my favorite turn-based bosses are in here, like five of them. And I've fought maybe 20 bosses. They're wonderful. Mm. I've only been killed by about three of them, but they've all made me stop and change my strategy at least once. And I appreciate that. So it's it's a good game, but when I put it down, I'm gonna put it down hard for like two mm. years. Yeah, see, I'll be I'm curious only... to see if your opinion changes once you beat it. We'll I don't see. Know. I'm curious. Like the, the the dialogue's not as strong. There was a death they didn't earn. I have, I have pro. I it's 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 just not as smart hmm. as it used yeah, to see, be. And I really like. I I'm only about two hours in. I I finished the intro last night. <laughs> To where I, I actually got like the title card and you escape the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that title card. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah, it's a great um, title card. But my two nits are one: I hate the inventory management. It's pretty. I, bad. I hate how you've got stuff in your characters' pockets, and then you have one big pool, and you have to manually move things to make space in your characters' pockets. There's there's a gameplay reason for that. I mean, it's yes. the, the gameplay is that what's in their pockets is what they can use in combat. Correct. Yeah, but yeah. when I'm yeah. shopping and buying items and I have to stop and empty out, like, you know, take a healing herb out so I have space to buy a sword, come on. This is a game from 10 yeah. years ago. And, and second, it. I'm totally on your side. The music is atrocious. It is the worst overall oh theme ever goddamn hurt. Yeah. I listened to it for eight hours and could stand it's, it no more. Yeah. Okay, well, but it's terrible. But the game is terrible. gorgeous. The game is gorgeous. It yeah, it is a beautiful game, and that's like, the, the overworld just loops mm-hmm. too much. I feel like the the and character really models are gorgeous. Shitty. I didn't think the geometry of the world or the artistry of the world. I didn't find that very compelling. Hmm. But but it the gets character better. designs themselves, and as someone who's never played a Dragon Quest game, oh my god, these are the cutest fucking enemies I've ever beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the enemies are <laughs> like incredible. that that weird cactus thing that does a dance before you start. Fucking love. Oh, it's that a thing. cucumber. Oh, the, yeah, the, the cucumber. You, and yes. The, the, you haven't even met Dullahan yet. That I have not. Amazing. And the the ra- the unirabbits. Yes. The little unicorn yeah. rabbits. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like there's this there's this thing called a muddy hand that like just I think it's they lifted it directly from Dragon Quest Eight. It doesn't matter. It is so beautifully animated, like muddy, drippy like hand. It is so hmm. cool. Like I love the animation. I, I did stuff. really like the presentation. And frankly, like I liked the music because it um it, it, 
just that that meaty soundtrack was was nostalgia it evoked nostalgia in me and it was and it kind of just got me in the mood for the type of game that Dragon Quest is which is very old school it's just very simple but yeah it, yeah get back to me in well <laughs> if it comes to that yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can guarantee that this will hold my interest longer than Octopath Traveler did yeah it's yeah. so much fun. Like there are some good story beats and I, some characters that I love. Like I, I've been swapping characters out and not mm. missing them. Everybody's just the right amount of useful, and everybody seems to fit. Do character and there's a surprise. Do characters yeah. not in your party gain experience? Yes, it's yes. amazing. <laughs> I know. God. This needs to be standard. Does uh, <sighs> does does the protagonist always have to be in the party? Oh okay. no. No, he, I I keep him around because he's just such a good like maid slash like, mm-hmm. knight thingy. But I I hate him. If he, he's such a useless. Well, if he had a personality, you know, he has nothing. He he is a. But everything happens but around him. He's the worst Gary. He's the worst Gary Stew. But it's but it's been. intentional. They're 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 not trying to suggest that this guy has some sort of personality. He is the classic JRPG mute protagonist. Yeah. I named him Clyde as a joke, but it's it's See, it's that Clyde episode with the giant um guinea pigs from South Park. I didn't realize when I was creating my save file that I was also naming my character. So my character's yep. name is just Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Great. <laughs> hey, do you ever go back and talk to the blonde girl in the village? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to join the party. I, I was more, I was more worried about Sandy. But I sure, was yeah, sure she was going to join the party. Yeah, at least Sandy was useful. I wish I Sandy, Sandy was in the party. I love, yeah, that. I awesome. love that anime golden mm-hmm. retriever. And there's that point where she like, where she's like, "Wow, I don't know what I'd do if you weren't here. I can't believe you actually did that." I'd be like, "You know what? It'd be easier if you pick up that stick and hit something with it." <laughs> <laughs> you could help, or heal me a little more often, or something. I'm, Come on. I'm not crazy about the, again, like, Dragon Quest has this weird, pervy sexuality to it. Leftover from 20 years and ago the, when it started, but no excuse yeah. for that. Is that Dragon Quest or is that Tori? Like, it's not an excuse, and to its credit, like, almost all of that, gameplay-wise, is focused on, like, one quick little boss rush, and then it kind of stops hmm. using it. Hmm. But it's a really intense boss hmm. rush. Like that's actually the hardest part of the game for me. Like you're just you're half your party's disabled all the time. And the boss is pervy, and they're like seducing your party. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. It's um, it's like thirteen in house. Mm Hmm. It's I'm not sure how to feel about it. I I don't know where everyone's at. I think it's. I I need to see it. There's a character named Jay that's just a little too much. Named Jay. It's just a little too ample. Oh, okay. She's she's a little more covered up than Jessica from Eight, but it still feels like a sideways step. Well, I mean they they okay Japanese developers in general will will do far worse than than anything. No, I know, I know, I know how much worse it could be. I'm actually amazed at the restraint of Persona Five while we're at it. Hmm. No, no, you've you've got a female like no my my problems with the American girl in that remain. You've got this girl who's. Oh, yeah. she was terrible, but like for the rest of the game, it, it actually it it kept it pretty. Yeah, she pretty set neat. the tone. She yeah. did set the tone. She was That's the first right. one you met. They're not yeah. being subtle, but they evened her out with like better female characters. And this game does that too. There's some decent female characters in it, and um, Silvando was amazing. Uh, there's a straight up pride parade part of the game that <laughs> I loved. 
Like he he's great. He's the dialogue kind of grates on my nerves. I had to turn off the voices, but like as a character, I like mm-hmm. him. Like do, does nice he do presence. like a really flamboyant voice? Yeah, he does, and it's Italian. Oh, and the, the the animation speaks for itself, which is very good. Like the little cuts, anime cutscenes are amazing. Like so fluidly, they animated. are really good. Like looking. I think all the, almost all the budget went yeah. into them, and like there's some battle scenes in the middle that are fantastic. Like 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 just like cutscene quality cool. stuff. I really liked it. I really liked what I played of it. It's good. It's I a good can... game. I wouldn't have played it for 50 hours. Yeah, I can't remember the last JRPG that I was like, holy shit. Well, I mean, I guess there was Valkyria Chronicles 4 demo. But after, beyond that, I can't remember the last JRPG where I was like, holy shit. Oh, man. Once once you'd be able to start playing around with, like, party buffs and, like, enemy debuffs. Oh, my God. So are you going to go back to it? Or are you busy swinging oh. around in New York? I'm, I'm definitely busy swinging uh, around in New York. But what do you think of it so far? I, I mean, aside from that one little quibble with the inventory management, I think it's fine. I mean, it, it has the same kind of turn-based combat as Octopath Traveler did, but the retro look of Octopath Traveler got old quite quickly, and the characters themselves were all like cardboard cutouts of old D&D characters. Here is your cleric, here is your thief, here is your healer. And I can already tell that aside from the main character, this thief you run into in prison is actually interesting because he's not really a thief. You know what is going on? Yeah. He seems good. He's like He like prays to you mm-hmm. basically so i can already tell the characters themselves are more interesting and there's going to be actual interaction between the characters which mm-hmm. will which will definitely keep me interested um i i i it's probably going to be what i'm going to lay into for a couple of weeks until forza comes out just because it's good i i I, I, I need that comfort gaming right now it's <laughs> it's the exploration is not as good as oh. eight Eight had an amazing end game where you just get to find like these hundreds of little nooks and crannies you couldn't reach because you can fly. Mm. Once you can fly in this game, it's over. It's almost over. You got maybe two more dungeons mm, okay. and that's it. Just like, just know that. Like, it, the ending is, it, it kind of fizzles out. It's all right. I mean, I got 40 hours before I get I haven't there. played the final dungeon. Maybe it's amazing. I don't know. But the last act was pretty weak mm. to me. Well, maybe yeah. it's building something. I did have a weird thought as I was playing it, and I think it's a, I think I've had the same thought about other JRPGs over the years, is I don't understand why Sony doesn't look at a game like this and consider just the act of turn-based combat and what that animation and presentation could look like if um, Naughty Dog or Sucker Punch or Sony Santa Monica or any of Sony's important third-party st- or first-party studios tried to make a game in the style of a turn-based JRPG and what that presentation would look like and how that it would, would be, be amazing. fucking incredible. It would, it would, that would be the game of the year, assuming they don't, you know, fuck it up. But I... I, I really, really want Pixar to make it make some kind of JRPG. I would love yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But ever since Residence of Fate, I think I've been disappointed with the visuals of combat in every JRPG I've played since, which I think <laughs> well, is fair. Residence of Fate was pretty stylish. But so what is? Yeah. So how does nine or eleven stack up? Well, that, that's what I'm saying is I'm playing this and I wish like I, I appreciate the. The mechanics of it, I appreciate the world of it. I find it very nostalgic. I do find it very wholesome and pleasurable. I, it's a very pleasant experience. I really like it. But as I'm playing it, I keep on imagining what a AAA Western dev would do with these mechanics. Right, what, right. What the, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember Resonance of Fate's one yes, with the guns and yeah. the gun mm-hmm. food. And, yeah, okay, okay. I see what you mean. That was more like grounded. 
Yeah, and, and not just that, but like when you yeah. made a move in that, it was fucking awesome to watch. When you make a move in yeah. this, I hit that guy. That guy hit me. I think I think that's the only answer they'll listen to. They said, well, Resident Evil didn't do well, so nobody wants survival horror anymore. We're going to stop doing I, that. I, I disagree. First of all, Resident Evil was not survival horror. Second... <laughs> But no, I mean, oh. I mean, like it's it's like survival horror. They just said oh. no one wants it, and then stopped. Well, and then RE Seven comes out and was awesome. Go figure. Yeah. Oh my God, there was an audience. <laughs> here. Yeah, Who yeah. I, I don't oh. think anyone is looking at Resident of Fate as an example from for anything because I don't think anyone else remembers it. <laughs> I think I'm like it's, the only yeah. person in the world who still can just <laughs> roll that phrase off the tongue. Isn't Nolan North like a lead? Yes, he is, and and the the guy who wow. uh, does all the voice work for Robin in the WB series, uh, he's he's okay. your yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's really good. The That's guy right. Teen Titans. And he's re- and he's a good singer. He does some. Jessica DeCoco, I think, or Sicoco is is the female lead, and she's fantastic. The entire voice lineup in that mm-hmm. game was amazing. I actually had a cup of coffee with a different game. It made me think of Residents of Fate. Okay. Uh, I played uh, Mother Gunship, the okay. follow up to mm-hmm. Tower of Guns for mm-hmm. about. I played it for about twenty minutes, and the. First conceit of the game is that you're building a gun for yourself, and it starts with this little nub. And to that nub, you can attach just a barrel, or you can attach a Y adapter that lets you attach two barrels, or a barrel and another attachment. Or you can attach another Y adapter to that one and basically build your gun. The only restriction is the gun has to make physical sense. You Uh have to have the barrels pointing forward. They can't overlap each other. But apart from that, you can put five fucking barrels on this thing and fire it once every ten seconds. I'm like, hey, it's Resident Evil Fate, the first-person shooter. Uh, Unfortunately, everything else about the game was really boring and stupid. Uh So that was like the only thing about that. I was like, hey, you can make your own gun. But then Uh you start moving around. It feels like you're ice skating. You ever play a shooter where it feels like you're not touching the ground? Yeah. That's what this is. You're like floating. But you could jump really high. You could like, you start with a triple jump. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I knew I wouldn't like it that much because I didn't like Tower of Guns, but I kind of wanted to see it, and I saw it, and I'm like, eh, okay, that's that's fine. Um, that's fine. Hyperlight Drifter is on the Switch now. Hmm. It's it's fine port. I recommend it if anyone wants to get into it. Um, played some comp over the weekend. Me and my brother played Saturday night only. We played for like we played seven games. We went four and three. It was okay. Um, I got back into platinum and then dropped down, and then went back up and then dropped down and went back up and dropped down. Um, so it was okay. So the reason I only played, I stopped playing Dragon Quest, and the reason I only played, like, you know, two or three hours of Overwatch, of Overwatch. <laughs> For emphasis, Overwatch. That's right. This is the Spider-Man game. Parker, and give me pictures of Spider-Man. I don't give a shit about Spider-Man. I never have. I'm a Batman guy. I was all emo in high school. I had hair, <laughs> I had hair like Jack White, and it was unironic. <laughs> I want pictures of that and I know you won't send it to me I will not because there are no pictures damn it <laughs> I'm damn sure of that uh, <laughs> I, I saw the image of myself and destroyed it because I was that emo part of my soul was in there oh. that's right so I've, I've always been a Batman guy and um, and at the same time I'm also a, a traversal guy where I, I love Gravity Rush and Fuck so much in Gravity Rush kind of sucks. I agree, but the 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 tra- just getting around the world in Gravity Rush was a pleasure, and I love it. And I can think of probably a half dozen games that that's true that I will forgive anything if getting around in the game world is fun. Infamous Two. Infamous Two, great example. And in fact, I think that's like the last. But one, here's though. the thing: it's okay that Infamous Second Son was not anywhere near as fun as Infamous Two. Because now PS4 owners have Spider-Man. Mm. 
And that's really what it, what I was thinking about last night as I was playing it was that like, this is the joy of, of just tooling around in an environment, having a hell of a time that I've been waiting to play again on a, on a, like a big AAA console release since Infamous 2. I haven't really had it since. You could say, um, uh, you could definitely say Gravity Rush 2, but this doesn't have any of that weird Japan, I don't want to say laziness, but there's always things that are just not quite that you want from a AAA game that a Western dev would give you that a Japanese dev won't even think to do. <laughs> you know, there's no insta fail sneaking missions, is what you're saying. Actually, no. Uh, I, I heard about that, but they're not good. good. Um, they're they're not no. as bad as most that I remember. They're certainly not as bad uh. as most. And uh, there are some combat sequences where you can start as Spider-Man up on a perch and you can do like sneaky webbing guys and bringing them up to the ceiling and shit. Mm-hmm. And it does a neat thing with the UI where the UI actually tells you that it's safe to pounce on this guy because no one's looking at him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. Now, the problem is, is it's not... It's not a system where once those guys see you, you can like escape up to the rafters and hide in the shadow and they'll look around for a while and then it's okay, you can go sneaky again. No, once they see you, sneak time's over. Mm. And there, there are times where you play as a different character where if you're caught, you're starting over. Nice. Um, now that being said, I didn't mind that sequence at all because what it was doing with the story was so interesting to me that I was really engaged. Mm. Uh, what the game is doing with the story is, um, I like. I actually give a shit. It really is pulling Peter in like three different directions at once. He's got his career where he's working at a lab, and he's always fucking late, and he's always forgetting things. And you're in the middle of like saving the city, and you get a call from your boss, Peter. Where are you? Oh God, I'm so sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and your Aunt May is your Aunt May is always calling you. She's really worried about you. Uh, Mary Jane is now back in your life again. And uh, and oh by the way, you're also Spider Man. So Peter Parker has a lot of stress and not much sleep. I empathize with him a great deal there. <laughs> But what now? Okay, before I get onto the swinging, and really, there's only two aspects to the game. Really, like there's uh, the game tasks you with doing a lot of things, but in order to accomplish those things, what you do is you fight guys, or you swing around. That's it. And a lot of people have compared the fighting. Or a lot of reviews I saw compared the fighting to Batman Arkham. No, in a good way. In a good way, no. It does not compare to Batman Arkham. This feels nothing like a Batman game. Uh, it feels nothing like that Shadow of Mordor game. Um, it, you are very, you need to be very in control. And the calmer you are about it, and the, the kind of, the more aware you are of all the options you have at your disposal and how those can deal with these problems, uh, the easier it becomes. And if you try to just punch a bunch of guys down, and even like, you know, punch them up into an air combo, punch, 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 punch them away, grab another guy, pull them up into the air, punch, 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 you're going to die. Because while you're up there, people with guns are aiming at you. But as you expand the skill tree, you begin to do really, really cool shit. Like, um, there's a guy who's got a stun baton, right? And we've all played the guy against the guy with the stun mm-hmm. baton. You can't hit him from the front. And when you punch and then do a dodge maneuver in Spider-Man, he slips between the guy's legs and pops up behind him. Then you hold down square, he pops the guy into the air. Now, you could do an air combo, but instead, you just web, web, web him while he's up there. He gets wrapped up in a web. You grab him with your webs from the ground, slam him into the ground. Now he's webbed to the ground. Um, there's an upgrade. There are heavies in this game. And just like, you know, any Spider-Man game or any Batman game, pardon me, um, the, the heavies need to be treated very differently. They will block every attack unless you stun them first. But you can web them. And there's an upgrade you can get that will allow you to grab a, any webbed enemy, including a heavy, and swing him around and damage his allies with him. 
and then you can ah. throw him in any direction you want, like into that wall to which he will stick. The yo-yo of death move. Yes. That's right. And now, and now that heavy is done. You did not have to do all the stupid shit you had to do to deal with that heavy. So when you're really rocking Spider-Man, you're not really beating the shit out of guys. You're just outsmarting them and shutting them down. And at the end, when at the end of a fight, what you got is like 12 guys stapled to the wall. It feels <laughs> really good that there's no one unconscious on the ground because I beat him up. No, I just managed all of you and the cops will be by shortly to take care of it. Um, the combat is really cool and it does give you a lot of options. It's very, it's very dynamic. It's very flexible. Hey, what, let's hear it for, for like fun combat that's people. Yeah. Way to think That's 100% what this is. Um, it's, it's really lovely. The only thing about it, and I took a screenshot of it, um, um, Black Cat is in the game, and she doesn't actually appear in the game. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to appear in DLC. But in the <laughs> game, there is a... I'm not kidding. Catwoman DLC. <laughs> um, but in the DLC, there's... Um, or no, sorry. In the game, there's a collectible. And so Black Cat is somewhere in the city. She is robbing people. And she's somehow fucking with Peter Parker and to, to try to get him to chase her or something. So you go around the city finding these cameras. The cameras are set up to spy on a location where Black Cat has already or intends to rob. Or burgle, pardon me. And, um, and looking, you have to look around the environment and find this little cat uh, signal booster that she's hidden there. And usually it's propping open a door or a window or something. It's about the size of a lucky cat in a Chinese shop. But it's black. And the way you always find it, usually, is there will be graffiti of Black Cat's mask or face somewhere nearby. And so you have to scan, like, a whole horizon of the city trying to find this fucking cat. And it's not that bad. Um, but really, I, I found out pretty early that what I need to look for is that graffiti. And then later on in the game, I was looking through a camera, and, uh, yeah, that's what it was. And she had, uh, she had spray-painted her mask on a blonde woman in a jewelry ad. And so the woman in the ad, in the jewelry ad, looks like Black Cat now, but the caption on the ad was, Get into the black. Okay. No one else finds that a bit problematic? Um, There we go. Alex got it. There we go. Yeah. So ad bothered me at the time, and I was like, that is just like fucking wanton sexualization of this character, I feel. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then I'm swinging around the city, and there's these billboards all over the cities with various other models. And it's just for this black's jewelry or whatever, so it means nothing <laughs> at that point. But when you apply directly to a character called Black Cat, for some reason I had a problem with it. And that's the only example. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but this is the most interesting version of Mary Jane I've ever seen in any fucking Spider-Man thing I've really? seen. Really? Now, I've never, I've never been that's... into the comics... But I like this Mary Jane. I feel like Emma Stone had nothing to do. Yeah, and yeah that's, that's, that's the honestly, problem with think, all yeah. the Marvel movies that we've seen, is that the Mary Jane character is always, she's always there to, she exists only within her relationship with Spider-Man. She has very little happening outside of that. And like she, she does, you know, you know, I'm trying to be an actress and it's not going well because I can't actually act. But <laughs> like, um, but this character, she is, this Mary Jane is smart. She calls Peter on his bullshit. Uh, she's really interesting. We want like, I, she's, um, she's a, she's an intellectual badass in her own right. And she's fearless. Like, I really like this Mary Jane. She's, uh, she's like Lois Lane 2.0. Cool. Where is this writing for the Ratchet and Clank? Well, I'm not sure the writing is fantastic. Um, the, the presentation oh, okay. in the cutscenes and everything, it's not as good as Insomniac did, I think, with, like, Infamous 2. 
um, you can tell. That was Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, yeah, like like a Sucker Punch did with Infamous Two. So it's not up there to like the Sony quality of of Horizon or Infamous or Uncharted: uh, The Last of Us, but it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. But uh, the swinging. <laughs> That's all. That's all this game needed to do right to make you happy. That's all yeah, it needed to do. It, it is, and, and everything else is gravy. So now we get to the meat of the matter. Yeah, this is the meat. This is the whole game, and I love this game best when it's asking me to accomplish gameplay through the traversal mechanics, and it it does that most of the time. Um, there's there's tons of times when you're swinging around the city, and you know, oh, there's an emergency happening here. You have to go fight these thugs. Okay, I'll do that. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. But the coolest shit is like I'm chasing uh, a care a dove through Central Park, hmm. or or there's there's a guy who has homing pigeons and he wants me to find all his pigeons, or actually Peter volunteers to help him find all his pigeons, and so every now and then I'll be tooling around the city. All right, I'm about to get this black cat mask. Oh shit, there's a pigeon over there, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm flying down fucking Central Avenue after a pigeon, <laughs> like 300 feet in the air, and the pigeon is. Booking it, but I know these mechanics. So what I do is I launch myself off a rooftop at like a right angle, and then as I go, I'm 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 just at like the top of a roof, and I latch on with the web, and I know that I'm going so fast that I won't swing down and up. I will swing forward and to the side, (laughs) and I do a corner on the web like that, and whip after this fucking pigeon and catch it, and it feels amazing, and it it does that a lot. Um, in fact, there are. One of the crimes you can solve, and they showed this in footage, so this is not a spoiler. Uh, one of the crimes you can interrupt is a car chase. So you're actually, like, swinging after cars as the cops are, like, chasing these cars down a street in New York, and then you fly out of the sky, and you hit triangle at the right moment, and you will zip to the car. And you have to beat the shit out of the guys from the roof of the car, and then you there's, like, three different ways to take down the car based on context. And it's cool every single fucking time. But, anyway... The mechanics, the, the traversal mechanics. It's physics-based. It's very physics-based. And there's... Did you guys read that giant blog post I did today? I have not had time, to be honest. That's okay. If anyone wants an in-depth look at the swing mechanics, look at that blog post, because I actually explain how it works, and it is actually pretty complicated. But And it is really, really complicated, but it obeys very, very simple rules. Um, you have three moves. One is a point attach, where you, Peter, where you have a reticle on your screen. And that reticle will appear anywhere that you can do a point attach to, and it will favor whatever's in the center of your screen, so you really can't aim it. And you hold down L2 and R2, Peter whips out a web from each wrist, grabs onto that point, pulls himself to it, and he will either just perch there if you do nothing, or if you hit jump before he lands there, he'll jump off it. And then with an upgrade, if you hit jump at the moment he, inta- he attaches to the point, he will fly forward and up. It's really cool for maintaining velocity when you don't have anything to swing from. Uh, the other thing is just an air dash. Uh, the air dash it just propels you forward like a normal air dash, but it will not happen if there's nothing in front of you that you can attach to to swing, or to, to pull yourself towards. Finally, the swing. You can only swing if there is something at your height or above somewhere near you. 
And if it's not close enough or if it's below you, you can't swing, period. Uh, and then once you're on the rope, it's very much, you know, physics-based. You kind of understand the inertia of the swing. Mm-hmm. But it, so it has these rules. And there's all kinds of times when you can't use this move and you can't move, use that move. And because it kind of constrains you with what can be possible, it really grounds it in this weird kind of sense of reality that's easy for the player to intuit. So even though the controls are really hard to describe and the rules of the web swinging itself are really complicated you understand it almost immediately like it's just incredibly intuitive and it's insanely fun <laughs> and i so i wrote this i wrote this post today detailing how insanely complicated the swing mechanics are and all the little things that can be a factor into it and then i end the post i'm just going to scroll down here i have to scroll through a bunch of overwatch art <laughs> and i end i end the post by swing um uh, flying around New York in this, plummeting towards the pavement to catch yourself at the last moment, slingshotting yourself above the rooftop, zipping to a point, and firing yourself off into the sky is probably the funnest action gameplay I've experienced since... Since... Hmm. <laughs> Give me a wow. minute. <laughs> and, it's been a little while. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know what? Oh, Obviously, fuck. like I'm going to throw Overwatch out there. Um... But this is apples and oranges. As a, as a single-player game, just the fun of playing this game, it is wonderful. It is so good. I should have led with that. Holy fuck, it's so good. No one thought Insomniac could do that. I didn't. Okay, well, maybe some people did. I sure as fuck didn't. I've been shitting on this game since they announced it. Because over because Insomniac was making it. I don't trust these guys. They make a good Ratchet & Clank game. That's where it ends with them. They can't do anything else for shit. This is incredible. This is their I Uncharted. I would argue, I would argue that they had something with, uh, what was it? What eventually became Fuse. So it was like, no, we can't do Incredibles because yeah, but sell. no one ever played that game. We can't say that was a good game. That was a concept. It was never a game. It was. A, it was a concept that got nixed. And like now they were finally given like the keys to Ferrari because they played ball for so many years. Maybe. With Sony. Maybe that's why. And they they knew that this was like this is it. Well, it's it is mind blowing that this comes from Insomniac. It is. I don't think it it's is. Well, to me, it is. To me, it absolutely is because Insomniac has. I'm gonna say never what? done something of this quality, and I'm Insomniac com- was Sunset Overdrive, right? Insomniac was true. Sunset Overdrive. Like, like Resistance Three was really Resistance good. Three wasn't Insomniac. Well, yeah, that was. No, no, Res- Resistance Three was totally Insomniac, and I'm not saying that those were bad games, but this is this this feels like a generational leap from this developer. Okay. Like, because I I, okay. I I feel like you know the the resistance games were you know kind of standard uh, interesting sci-fi shooters for their time. They were definitely interesting. I loved the guns. It's Insomniac. You got to. Um, but I didn't love the resistance games. They were good. Yeah. I didn't love them. I loved the Ratchet and Clank games. But that's you know the Ratchet and Clank games are an evolution of the. Of the the Sony Spyro uh, uh, Jack and Daxter kind of thing, it's it's a it's an old school platformer. This is a this is a new gen experience. This is a current gen experience. This is this is something that reflects kind of the the development of open world games. Uh, the way it handles all the little pips on your map is really good. The way it handles the crimes is really good. Um, you can. Uh, you can like there's little challenges every time there's a crime. You have to like you know. Uh, do a 20 hit air combo or something like that. Like it always gives you a little extra to go for. It's, and the combat itself is way funner than I expected it to be. I expected the combat to be 
just okay because the web slinging is apparently good. No, the combat is really good. The web slinging is insanely good, and the graphics are amazing. Like, what well, sounds like? So, <laughs> and and okay, so so what was the other one? Wasn't there? Didn't Sony have a really good one in the spring too? Yeah, God of War. So so between yeah. this and Dragon Quest, and is Dragon Quest multi-platform? Only only PC. Yeah. Okay, PC. there we go. So between this and Dragon Quest and God of War, like Sony's had a pretty fucking good 2018. Oh, how's how's the loading speed for you guys? Uh, yeah, Dragon Quest. Yeah, in Dragon Quest, I had no problem not bad. with it. Yeah, not no, bad, it's not at, bad all. at all. Like m- mine are like instantaneous. Couple I barely seconds. See yeah, but you were you. Yeah, like and that's like I that review from Kotaku was so yeah, weird. I I this guy says he likes the characters and I don't. You see don't like it. the characters? Like he says like they're like. He says like that he loves them and that they're like like almost like feel like best friends. They're broad anime stereotypes. I cannot relate. I to love the thief part. guy so far. Oh, the thief guy's great and Silvando's great and everyone else is kind of hmm. there. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. The old man's great. Okay. when you meet him. But like it 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 was just bursting with praise. I don't think this game. Well, is you first. okay? I, I I just want to go back and say that last week you were harping on this load time thing. The load times are not an issue yeah. at all on PS4. And I was wondering why he. It's the one criticism. Maybe it was because he was trying to find one. Oh God, I did have a criticism about Spider-Man. What the fuck was it? There was something else that was bugging. Oh my God, it be something there. Oh, Come on. Now there there was there was something bugging me, and I can't remember what. How's the how's was. J. Jonah Jameson? Is he good? He is good. He is okay. good, and, and okay. he's and he's very he is very much the 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 Infowars asshole. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like like like, like pe- people will call like there was one where and what's really really cool about the Jay Jonas show is what you do in the open world is literally reflected in the show. If you cool. if you hear about a crime uh, and you're really close to it, but you don't interfere with it, that'll come up on the show. Um, if you, if, but if you, but if you do it all the time, that every time he brings someone on the show who's seen Spider-Man, it's like, yeah, and he did save my life. <laughs> like, ah, he probably caused the thing in the first place. Uh, but there was one where this guy decided, um, I'm, I'm swinging around and this lady goes, Hey, Spider-Man, thank you. Or I just wanted to thank you. And I, I go, what, what do you mean? Thank you. Like, thank me for what? He goes, well, you just saved my daughter's life. Uh, when, uh, you're welcome. When, when was this? Was what five minutes ago down on Eighth Street? I haven't been on Eighth Street in days. <laughs> so, you, so you go down to Eighth Street and you find like this building on fire, or no, the, these bunch of robbers have been beaten up, and uh, and this woman is amazed that you're back, and you're like, okay, did I tell you where I was going? Yeah, you were going to this fire over on Third. <laughs> so you go over this fire, and someone has saved all the people in this burning building, and huh. then you you track down this guy, and he's just a normal guy who knows karate. And and at this point, he's gotten in a fight with Fisk's thugs, uh, so he's a target now because uh, because you know powerful people think that he's you. So you and this guy beat the shit out of a bunch of Fisk thugs together, and he agrees at the end that no, he's really not up for this, and that he can't handle your enemies, and so I'm gonna go away. And and then Peter says, "This is amazing." Uh, his aunt May works at a place called Feast, which is a homeless shelter. And what's cool is every time you go into Feast, you'll have conversations with the people in there. You know them. And you always ask this couple playing chess how it's going. Uh, th- these people over here want to know how it's going with your job. It's really neat. Anyway, and so that is a it great is. Touch. And so Peter, like how how many times have you seen it? Never. I can't fucking think never. of one. I can't yeah. think of one. No, I can't. And either. so Peter tells the guy, if "There's lots of ways to do good. Why don't you go to this place called Feast and Volunteer? I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure they people there would love to take a self defense class." 
And the guy goes, great. So, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is having a show about a young man who learned how dangerous it is to try to emulate Spider-Man. And he brings the guy and he goes, and he goes, yeah, man, it was terrible. I almost died. But then Spider-Man showed up and he saved my life. And then he told me that there's lots of ways to help people. And, and really, I think I'm doing a lot more good now. I hope this has been a good warning to you listeners. If you do try to do Anything that Spider-Man does, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so yeah, it was like will, willfully ignoring the truth in the favor of the message you're trying to give. It's so fucking good. That's that's a message the world needs right yeah, now. It's it's really fucking good. Like, I'm me I'm too. I'm, I'm really blown away. Like, I was not expecting this from Insomniac, and I was not expecting to enjoy myself. I was expecting to check it out for a little bit and then just go back to Dragon Quest. Actually. I was like, get into the swing and go, yeah, that's okay. But no, this swinging is not, uh, yeah, that's okay. So, like, the open world design oh, yeah. works. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, how does that, Jim, how do you think that would, com- have you played, you've played Spider-Man. Which one? The new one? Have you, pl- have you, pl- has no, Jim I have played not played the new, the new one, yet? one yet, no. Okay, I'm interested in how that compares to Sunset mm. Overdrive. It's a good question. I will have to, it's on the list. Okay. I will play it eventually. No, Sunset Overdrive, if I'm not mistaken, has a ton of interactables in the environment. Yes, it does. In Spider-Man, the interactables in the environment are the environment itself, like like the the angles of the buildings, the the height of the rooftop from you, and how you can use it to fly along, and the the intricacies of that, and how uh, how much meaningful control you have over it. It's fucking second to none. It's amazing. See, Sunset Overdrive had just a tiny dash of jet grind radio in it. There's none of that here. Where you're like, like, you're literally just grinding on rails and shooting while you're on the rails. No, the, the best there is here is like running up a building. And you're yeah. not shooting while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, when, when you're in combat, the environments actually become very interactive. You can pick up uh, manholes off the ground with your web and throw them at guys. You can rip off car doors and throw them at guys. Um, cool. anything, anything that's just kind of freestanding on a sidewalk, usually you can pick up like a mailbox, something like that. Um, you can upgrade your, your web so that you can grab a guy's gun out of his hand, whip it around and throw it at him. In fact, the, the final, one of the ultimate skills in the web grabbing tree is being able to grab a missile out of the air and throw it back <laughs> at the guy. And I was, and a bunch of people in the forums were talking about this other skill tree that I hadn't even opened up, but I had that ultimate skill waiting there. I needed two points to get it, so I put those points in. I went and found a guy with a rocket launcher so I could finally fucking do this. He fires a rocket launcher at me. I grab it out of the air, swing it around, throw it back at him, and it hits him like, thunk. It doesn't explode? No. Like, Peter, like, disarms it before he throws it at the person. Oh, come on. And I know that he's going for non-lethal and everything, but you had to appreciate that that, that's not what I was hoping for. No. No. That's not. No. But still, it reminds me of Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Grabbing a missile out of the air and throwing it back. That's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Wow. Now I want a current-gen Hulk game. So what's your uh, Game of the Year lineup looking like? Well, for Metroidvanias, nothing stands taller than Hollow Knight. Yeah. Um, I did really, really like God of War, but in hindsight, God of War pissed me off a lot. Yeah, ending act is Man, the story pretty bullshit. bullshit as a whole. Um, yeah. And uh, and you know, I yeah, I had a lot of complaints about God of War. This is definitely I'm having. I mean, I God, it blows my mind that I'm enjoying this more than God of War. I was hyped for God of War for years. <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said, that being said, I blew through two thirds of the new game plus just just on just the strength. No, the the, yeah. the the mechanics, the gameplay of God of War is wonderful. That none of my complaints were about that. Like, there's just so much variety to just throwing yeah. the axe. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm having more consistent joy with Spider-Man, period. Like by by okay. yeah yeah that was my one complaint with Spider Man was that was the way the stealth worked was that the stealth was entirely binary it was either they see you or you, or they don't Ugh. and once they nah. see you stealth's over uh, uh. that that is my one complaint well, with Spider Man I mean that's never thrown me off a Bethesda no, and it still it still has that uh, the Insomniac mini games in it like yeah well and Peter's those. like a technophile technophile right so he's always like repairing shit he's always hacking shit and it works it works for his character it's a it's a fine little switch up to the gameplay they're never frustrating so far um it's fucking fantastic it is fucking oh, fantastic God. and i'm amazed my wallet's over in the I'm corner shot. side yeah i can't gift this to you i'm sorry i would yeah. i would I would. I hey hey I'm not I'm not asking. I will get to it. No, but I when I can. But, when there isn't a hurricane with a when, gun to my when head. When do I gift you a game? Do I gift you a game when you really want a game, or do I gift you a game when I really want you to play a fucking game? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> when I gift true. you a game. It has it's nothing. It's entirely to do. a self-serving gift. It is. Not, it is. I want Alex <laughs> to play a thing and then turn to Chamberlain and go, "No, chance is right." <laughs> <laughs> I see. I have noticed this pattern. I'm trying to correct it. That's it's a game of numbers for you. Uh, we just but, call that the but electoral also, college. I I pulled a similar trick with mm-hmm. Hollow Knight because I I know it's hmm. Stylized look, Metroidvania. Yes, he is. 2D platformer. It's a little, it's a little uh, Dark Soulsy. I don't think Chairman's going to be down for it. I but understand. I, understand. <laughs> I really was. And yeah, and and even having Hyperlate on the Switch, uh, Hollow Knight still tan- stands tall. It does. I, how's the boss I didn't rush touch in there? It. Or the didn't touch mm, it. There's so much game in there. I don't even. I I I've never finished the. Oh well. The, Maybe uh, there was a bar, but you unlock the DLC and you end up in kind of like a White Palace kind of area, except yeah. um, there's like tons of statues and every statue is a boss from the game. So you, so you, so you can walk <laughs> up right. to them and start challenging them again. And I'm sure they're harder than the first time you fought them or some shit, but I just kind of unlocked it, walked around and was like, okay, well, that's nice to have. You know what? Each of those bosses are interesting enough to where I would want to fight a harder version of them. They're there if you want them. Yeah. Uh, did you ever do the uh, Dream Zone? Mm, no. Funniest boss. Yeah, it's an asshole. But the dream boss is so hmm. fucking great. I would recommend going back there and just trying it. Just, just try dreams out. You will laugh. Yeah, I did mention off. last week how amazing the bosses in the messenger are. Right? No, we didn't talk. Oh yeah, man, fuck the bosses and we didn't talk. We didn't about talk the about the messenger. We I, talked we about, about the last bosses. Week. I don't yeah. Know. I don't remember the boss. Talk. Okay, well the the boss fights in the messenger are some of the funnest. Uh, kind of old school boss fights I've ever done. Like they make everything in Hollow Knight look like shit, <laughs> or not okay, Hollow Knight. Everything funny. in uh, Shovel Knight look like shit. Uh, they're just really, oh. really satisfying. Where at first you really can't understand how to even damage them, and then once you figure out how to do it, doing it is so fucking cool. Yeah, it I feels so that. badass when you do it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, the messenger. Yeah. No, I mean Hollow Knight is still. Oh, Did yeah. you finish the messenger? I, be- I beat it, and oh. then I made it like. Ninety percent of the way through again on uh, on a new playthrough. It's just it's amazing. Nice. It's really good. Mm. Like in all seriousness, I may play Dragon Quest Eleven again, but with like harder monsters. That does sound. Well, fun. it's got that those options, the draconian mode, where you can kind of choose your handicaps, yeah. of which I chose none because I'm not a sadist. Yeah, but... I just did like normal. Yeah, it's 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 half as hard as eight, and I kind of want to jack it back up. To well, that, that was um, that's actually a common complaint is that uh, you don't need to grind in this game. 
No. Not at all, no. I have all the money. Well, no, not for money, for levels to beat bosses. Uh, no, you really don't. I'm already doing it wrong. Like, I, I think they, I think it's intentional. I think, like, an eight was pretty grindy and a little Mm. stupid hard. And I understand why they did it. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I see why they did it. I but I kind of, I kind of miss it. The only, the only two RPGs I ever really loved grinding in was Residence of Fate and, uh, Darkest Dungeon. Grinding in Darkest Dungeon was always a pleasure. All right, guys. Let's, let's see who doesn't collapse. (laughs) <laughs> who's gonna live who's gonna stay sane yeah, i know it's just like well uh man will you will one of you get like just one tiny little like anti-perk that's so shitty i never use you again i've i've never suffered like, that i will i will kleptomaniac has pissed oh, me, me too so no it's much. terrible like any anyone that says i'm uh, going to interact with this curio you just fucked us all cleric you just <laughs> fucked us all <laughs> but there wasn't anything in there, and now you're bleeding. Now you're going to die. You we could have now? got something God really cool from that. You were like my second favorite highwayman. You, you could be doing bitch. plus 25 damage right now. You're not getting the good guns <laughs> ever again. You get this shit. Uh, yeah, I don't care if you live or die. That's how this yeah. is now. Alright, so before we get to headlines, my brother ambushed me with a question today, so okay. I'm going to ambush you guys. Okay. So out of nowhere, 10 o'clock in the morning, I get a text. Apropos of nothing, <clears throat> if you had to point to a single game that you think of as capital A art, what would it be? Or do you think games can reach art status? And I'm like, what the last of us. where did that come from? So my reply was, eh, it needs to be something relatively simple and relatively short, at least for my definition. So I threw him out the generic answer of... Uh. Well, for most, it would be Journey. Uh, I Okay, I said Eco. Sure. Yeah, nah, and then I threw Rez at him. I'm like, Rez. Yeah. And then he he came back, Shadow of the Colossus. I'm like, no. Yeah. That came so far. That, that came so far. Nah. Over. No. That's, no. that's still too no, dense for no, most No, Shadow of the Colossus is definitely art. Oh, it's art. I think so. But, like, art to, like, evangelize people in games. That's So then we started playing with the definition a, a little bit. He had played To the Moon, I hadn't, but he said it's a wonderful story, yeah. but barely a game, so that's... Yeah, no, I think uh, from what I heard of To the Moon, it actually absolutely qualifies. So then I threw Tetris at him. Mm. <laughs> and and he accepted that because, well, chess played at a high level transcends the game, so Tetris at a high level can transcend the game as well. But regardless of two wannabe you know, intellectuals talking about this, what is your art game? Give me your art game. My art game. I will stick with Eco and Res because those are kind of the stock answers for me. I did not like Shadow of the Colossus as much as the other ones, and um, the the third one, whose name I've forgotten because the game wasn't as good as the first two, definitely doesn't count. Okay. I would honestly give people who think that games maybe like have like a problem with dialogue, which they do, or humor, which they can. I think Tales from the Borderlands is just such a confident, fun little adventure. I think it would surprise okay. a lot of people if okay. they stuck with that. Okay. As far as character interactions. Just like how fun, yeah, fun dialogue, games writing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, the first answer, the true answer, I think, oh. is every <laughs> single fucking video game in existence. Even yeah. the horrible ones. Because if a bunch of artists create a bunch of art for years, and then put it into one thing, the resulting thing... Is still art. Is art. Yeah. Yeah. Second, The Last of Us. Yeah. And, like, on a technical sense, 
no one ever made a movie and showed it to anyone and was worried that the that the projector would explode. <laughs> like when you show someone a game, you don't know if it's gonna that work. That is true. Physically, but I think it's a much more complicated, and I, I think they deserve more credit than they get. To... Does guiding the player in the right direction because as we as games get more complicated and movement gets more free you have to cue the player in half the time to be looking in the right direction to see something how many times have you seen that done poorly where you're playing a shooter and something happens and you weren't even looking at it because the game didn't clue you in to look in that direction but that is just an example of bad art that's bad yeah that's bad art i mean last of us kind of helps you with that it doesn't necessarily always take control but um, you I, know, actually, there were sometimes times in the last does. of us when I had no fucking idea where to go. It was really frustrating. Nah. <laughs> but, but like, there's only like two points. Like, I, I remember there was this time where there was a ladder I just couldn't find. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but like any game, and even even games that don't appear to be making a statement in any way whatsoever, like a fucking Kirby game, um, it's still. Yeah. Um, it's still an expression of something. It's an, and it's, and unlike any other medium, any other artistic medium, it is an invitation to the audience to participate in that and to create it. Really, the, the, the player is the final, um, is the final creator in the art of a game because we are the ones that actually, uh, move it. Um, we are the ones that, I'm the one that makes Peter Parker do this amazing fucking thing. Um, any, the so every game is art. The problem is not games. The problem is the popular definition of art. Mm. Yeah, like it counts as art to me in the way that three of us can play the same game, Hollow Knight, and come up with two completely uh-huh. different opinions. I suppose. And, and the, the or, ending of the Last of yeah. Us, I think, is probably the single best example of this because yeah. Joel is an antihero, and he is either he's either kind of a tragic hero or just a monster. I think he's, he's kind a of a monster. monster. See, I, I, I see it differently. I see... He's killed the last brain surgeon on we Earth. We don't know that that was people. the last brain surgeon on Earth. We don't even know... He, we killed all the pe- He killed all the people that man could have okay, saved. Okay, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. We, we don't know who those people were. But what, Shitty what we know is that we met this guy, and we've had this conversation years ago, I know. We met this guy who had given up on life and human affection, period. The only person he trusted was Tess. And his his heart is a cold, hard thing that has not beat in years. And he meets this young girl, and he fucking hates her. And he doesn't want anything to do with her. <laughs> and we know why he doesn't want to love this girl. Yeah. But he can't help it. And over the course of the game, just like he ends up falling in love with her, she falls in love with him, and we want them to be happy, but she apparently has this great destiny. But by the end of it, he is so uh, wrapped up in the fact that there's finally someone that he has to live for again. He can't let them go. So yes, it's tragic and monstrous, and he does an evil, evil thing, but she knows about it. She knows that he did this thing. She knows that he's lying to her. But yeah, I yes. love the last yeah, scene. But she so kind much. of accepts it. She accepts yeah, it. For she, she respects. She, yeah, it's like you saved my life, though. No, buddy, it's so not that I he think. saved his life. It's that she loves him too. It's that she wants. She That's wants nice that in her life. Yeah. That's why she's still there. That's why she didn't just run off. She's not there because he needs her to protect I, I, her. We learned that in the winter sequence. She can survive. I'm still mad. I don't know who wrote an article, but like it was something complaining about how the giraffe moment rips off the brachiosaurus moment from Jurassic Park. I didn't Park. feel Fuck that you. way at all. No, no, no. That that, that moment no, was. Didn't. 
It's vaguely, it's vaguely similar. similar. There's a tall but, animal there. Yeah, it's an animal with a long neck. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it makes sense that some animals would escape a no, zoo. No, and the, the entire point of the scene is that even if humans die, the world will be fine. That's right. And beautiful. And beautiful. And life will go on. And that was That's a, right. That's uh, what it was. It was beautiful. Life and finds a way. Life. Yeah, the uh, last of, yeah, the last of us is hard. Life uh, 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 finds a way. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I like this. Uh, who's going to get him first? Yeah. yeah. So, but. Uh, but no, what was it? Um. I, I once did a play through The Last of Us where I just made a point of like every interaction Joel has with his watch, which is an extension of yeah. his dead daughter, and it's he it it happens almost three times an act. He'll look at his watch, and it's supposed yeah. to mean something. Yeah, that is like, true. It's just good right. writing. So the fact that games require another person's interaction to be art. Okay, let's let's take a step back here. The Mona Lisa. Is that art if no one's looking at it? Oh, that's a good if one. If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears forest, it. Yeah. yeah. So is the Mona Lisa art if there are not people at the museum? Okay, well, no. Or is all, it just all, atoms? All that, all that kind of thought experiment suggests to me is that art requires the participation of the viewer. Just like a book needs you to read mm-hmm. it. It's still a book. Just like this video game is still a video game. But it, the, you don't have the experience of it until participating in it. So beauty is indeed in the eye yeah. of the beholder. Yeah, this was a good. This is a good talk. Yes, that explains everyone's ugly spouse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, man. I've, I've seen a picture. I've seen a picture of your wife. I don't think you should have any complaints. I don't. <clears throat> and I'm sure she doesn't either. Handsome. Mm. Inked mm. up guys that we are. That's right. Um, so. All right, Sexy I, 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 I gotta, hey. <laughs> I gotta find out where he, why he was on this kick, why he suddenly out of the blue texted me. Pro, is okay. Well, he's been into games. I yeah, no, he plays. He plays just like I do. It's just that his, the the games that he plays are due to time, more than anything else, a little more limited. He'll play kind of like Alex does. He'll play a game to fucking death. Mm. Like he's still playing Diablo three because he yeah. loves it. Yeah. Because it's I, right there. I, I understand yeah. this. So he he doesn't have the breadth of experience, but the games that he knows, he knows better than I ever will because he's played them through over and over and over again. See, I think he's a much more common gamer than we are. I think there's a lot Probably. more gamer than there are of us. Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, most people are just playing Call yeah. of Duty. Or, yeah. or they're finding a Diablo. Doesn't that, doesn't or, that just, or Madden. just make yeah. you shiver? Or, yeah. No, the the Call of Duty thing definitely pisses me off. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's yeah, so much yeah, money in the just... gaming economy that that fucking property is taking. <sighs> just just try a JRPG. I'm sure you no, love they it. Wouldn't. No, they, <laughs> they wouldn't. wouldn't. They would not. I remember the first they time I, play, I, pl- I played Damn one of the most famous JRPGs of all time for my first JRPG. Fucking hated it. Seven? You played seven yeah. first? Fuck seven. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? I hope that Destiny actually drives Borderlands numbers. And I pray to God that Borderlands 3 doesn't just drown in microtransactions. Oh, I'm really getting really worried. It would be so easy to completely break that game with microtransactions. Just the way the game Honestly, works. Honestly, though, Borderlands 2 was a fun game to play. They break. had, yeah, they had fucking loot boxes in Borderlands 2 that was bullshit, too. <sighs> no, they didn't. They had some shift codes every once in a while. That wasn't much. Just I thought you purple. could buy keys for those... For those. No! No, 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 no. no. They were handed out on Twitter, and they had time oh, okay. time limits on it. You didn't pay money for any of that. Yeah. No, I would have. If that were the case, I would. I would have a lot more stuff to say about Randy Pitchford than I do. 
anything said about Randy Pitchford is And if he fair. does this, I will have – I will – Borderlands 2 being my favorite game, second favorite game of all time, if he puts microtransactions in Borderlands 3. And it, 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 and it if it detracts in a noticeable way, I – You know, I, honestly – You'll still buy it. <laughs> no, I'll still buy it and I'll still love it, but I will not apologize for Randy Pitchford's bullshit anymore. I've, I've just my, – my opinion of Randy Pitchford has – just gone really south ever since I heard about that goat fucking rumor. And I, <laughs> I, just, I just can't not picture the guy fucking a goat anymore. And I'm again, just a rumor, yeah, yeah. you know, just a rumor. Just a rumor. These, these are, these are, hey, happened. hey, they're very, uh, they're very, these are, these are allegations. I, for one, side with the victim <laughs> until it's been proven. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, they said some bad things. Uh, okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be sheep fucking. That's not, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some baby goats jumping on people videos. These, <laughs> these were the screaming goat yoga. Goats. These were the screaming goats. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Okay>. <gasps> so, <gasps> so let's go. To, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Headlines. Man, we're going in Overwatch today. news. Uh, eight teams are coming to the Overwatch League. Uh, eight new teams: Vancouver, Toronto, Paris, Washington D.C., Atlanta, and three Chinese cities whose names I will now mangle. Hangzhou, Chengdu, and Guangzhou. They will be in for the next season, hopefully. Uh, the patch with the new Busan King of the Hill map is up. It is now available in Quick Play and Arcade. Uh, the patch also makes it so that Bridget gets stunned when she shield bashes a charging Doomfist or a charging Reinhardt. Uh, before, she would just stop the Reinhardt's charge and then start beating mm. on him. Uh, now, she actually interacts with them like a Doomfist and a Reinhardt interact. They will both get knocked down. Um, apparently there are a lot of fixes for Reinhardt who really needs it. Uh, they say that he's fixed his shatter. They say that he's fixed his charge. I'll believe that when I no longer get charged when I'm standing behind a fucking Reinhardt. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the patch has also made it so that the endorsement system works in the arcade. This is undocumented, so we're not sure if it's actually, like, official or intentional or anything, but I love the idea. I don't know why we can't get endorsements in the arcade. And that's it for Overwatch News. <clears throat> Switchport news. <laughs> There's yeah. always like six of these every week. Uh, notably shitty horror title Agony is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Thank goodness. Oh yeah, that, that game needs to be more places. Yeah, you <clears> didn't. <throat> you never finished that shit, did you? I did not. I actually plan on making a run at it around Halloween. Ah, yeah, prudent. You'd think uh, there'd be a better horror game coming out around Halloween. I would hope. I don't know. Actually, horror's a little thin. This I year. haven't heard of any. Horror's just been thin on the ground in general. For generations. Yeah. For the last two yeah. generations. I mean, really, we had Dead Space. That was nice. Or I'll replay Dead Space 1 around Halloween. One of the two. That was a nice stretch of time between Dead Space and Dead yeah. Space 2. I should, I should go... You know what? I should replay Alien around Halloween. Oh, yeah, Isolation. Alien was the last yeah, great yeah. horror game for me. Yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah, not that wrong. was a while ago. Uh, also announced for Switch, the Lego Harry Potter collection. I'm okay. sure that's... Well, it's Yay. a lot of games for, you know, you, know you spend 60 bucks here, kids, you're good for a year. Uh, <laughs> uh, a demo for Mega Man 11 is now available on Switch, and Civilization VI is coming to the handheld on November 16th. I wonder how well that works. Hmm, touchscreen, which could help. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, but it kind of needs to be I think, it's a small, I, think. Yeah. I think of the last, uh, the last kind of portable port of a Firaxis game, which was the, the Vita version of uh, XCOM. And I'm shaking my head no. Oh, okay. No. Uh, THQ Nordic have acquired the rights. Oh, by the way, Mega Man 11. Did you see the shit about the doors in Mega Man 11? Yeah, you don't, you don't, like, float through. You drop when you... You don't float through a door in Mega Man 11. Fucking bullshit. 
Well, fixing things that don't need to be fixed. It's like they're punching my childhood in the face. <laughs> uh, THQ Nordic have acquired the rights to the Kingdoms of Amalur IP. <laughs> now, they can't re-release the original game because I believe Activision has the publishing rights to it. But uh, I, maybe they want to do a sequel. I don't know why the original was not a very good game. Who remembers that game? No one. Only the people who were like, God, do you remember the time the baseball guy spent all his millions on a game studio <laughs> and the game <laughs> failed and the studio closed? That's the story of Kingdoms of Amalur. It was yep. a terrible game. Well, not terrible, but it was bad. No, it was, it was, it was average. Good. It was average at best. It was good for like 12 uh-huh. Even then, like once, once you kind of like get to the top of a skill tree, it's like, what is the point of this game? Not even that, like, you can just get, like, health regen to the point of infinite health. Yeah, it was like an MMO that decided to be a single-player game. They yeah, didn't balance. not good. Uh, Mike Laidlaw, formerly of Bioware, is working on a new RPG, quote, inspired by Dragon Age Origins. Uh, Laidlaw wrote for Mass Effect and Jade Empire and directed uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, and I didn't even put the name of the fucking game in the headlines. Give me a second. <laughs> Where was it? I'd take a spiritual successor dragon to, to Inquisition. Uh, Waylanders. The Waylanders. A time travel RPG inspired by Dragon Age Origins. Hmm. What is, like, mechanically? Is it sci-fi or... I, what is I'm, it? Not, I'm not really sure. I think it's PC only for the moment. Like, ah. But, like, is it, like, a sci-fi uh, setting? Like, Let me Google no, this. Who knows? What is it, like, fantasy time travel? What are we doing? I love time travel. Uh, to the novel too. by Thomas Hardy. Oh, no, that's the Woodlanders. Okay, I want you to look <laughs> up the Wadelanders, Google. Thank you. What? Did you actually mean... Yes, that's what I typed, bitch. Yes. Yeah, okay, the Waylanders. PC Gamer. <laughs> Did you mean the Woodlanders? No. No. Why isn't this not working? What the <laughs> fuck? It's like the game doesn't exist. I'm looking at the headline right now. <laughs> oh, wait, it's not the Wade Landers, it's the Way. Waylanders. W-A-Y. W-A-Y. I've been spelling it wrong the whole time. You were right, Google, I'm sorry. First Waylanders. Fantasy Waylanders. RPG from Spanish developer Gato Salvje and former Dragon Age creator Mike Laidlaw. Uh, it looks fantasy. Yeah, it's, yeah, def- okay. it's uh, definitely fantasy. Real-time combat, tackle, pause button. So, yeah, Dragon yeah. Age Origins. That's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, that could be neat. Could be. Uh, a dude contacted Insomniac Games months ago to get them to put a marriage proposal to his girlfriend in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. They did. There is a movie marquee in the game that says, Maddie, will you marry me? Now, in a tragic twist, Maddie broke up with the guy oh. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> He's such a sad and Do you dog. know who she left him for? Apparently his... His brother. His brother. Now she. Yes. Now the thing is, is, now it's now it's becoming a whole he said she said thing. She insists that she didn't fall for his brother until after they broke up, and she really doesn't. Uh, she really doesn't bullshit. appreciate the way she's being characterized, and she's being harassed on mm-hmm. social media. About okay, her well, shit. being harassed is that's never not okay. okay. Not that's okay. not okay. No, so really, this not. But this, she's we lying. Don't know that. This whole thing no. has gone has just gone to shit in every direction. Kudos to Insomniac for being chill about it. They've offered him a chance yeah. to change the marquee. Uh, he's going to uh, make it a uh, a shout out to his grandmother who introduced him to Spider Man. gave him the gave him a gave him a, a, an Amazing Heroes fifteen or whatever the first comic that Spider Man appeared in. His grandmother gave him that comic. Holy! And introduced him to comics books and Spider Man. You could buy like several houses with that comic book. Well, I mean, you know, it was probably dog eared and shit. Who knows? 
Still. But still, it's a wonderful but... story. <laughs> uh, also interesting in Spider-Man, all of the phone calls, like as you're tooling around, you know, you'll get a call from Aunt May, you'll get a call from this cop of yours. They recorded every one of Peter's voice lines twice. One where he's just walking around, everything's fine. The other where he's like swinging along or like, you know, in the middle of some physical exertion. They recorded every single one twice so it so it'll just match up with wherever. That poor, pe- who's playing Spider-Man? I don't know, but he's good. Is he... Is it, a, like, young or older? Know, but he's good. I don't know. He, well, Spider-Man in this is, like, you know, 25. He's He's been Spider-Man oh, for eight okay. years. Um, and actually, Kotaku did an article, and I'm kind of glad they did. They pointed out that uh, dynamic music begins as soon as you jump off yeah, a rooftop. Yeah, that was good. It does work really well, and the music gets more intense the crazier shit you do. Uh, it's fantastic. It really makes the swing even better. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to it. It's, it's good. Really good. It's good score. It uh, doesn't open with, you know, an orchestral score and then switches to MIDI for the rest okay, of the time. I'm going to have to let that go. <laughs> they, they, look, they set up a, an expectation that was bolstered by an entire game with an orchestral score. And that then was the localization house. That was the localization house oh. for eight. We went over this. I know. It does. It doesn't excuse I think it does. Yeah, you're getting the authentic product, son. You're not getting something. You're not why, getting something. Why open with an orchestra? You're not getting something that has been molested by a Western localization house. That's oh, right. That's oh, right. Interfered oh. with. Interfered with. Enhanced. Oh, you sicko! <laughs> <laughs> you disgust me, sir. Yeah, nothing like a thirty-two piece orchestra. <laughs> of, you know. To I bet you Alex watches his anime freaking, in English. You, know, you watch your anime in English, don't you? Ew. You son of a bitch. <laughs> if there are better actors, I'd give it a shot. Spider-Man is additionally uh, the fastest selling game of the year, beating all multi-platform launches. It is also the fastest selling Marvel branded game of all time. Fastest selling than God of War. Yes. Wow. Yes. wow. Okay. Although I, this might be the UK chart. But, uh... Yeah, that's not Well, I mean, really. still. I mean, PlayStation has always been big in the UK. Patton Oswalt's in this? Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah! And John DiMaggio. Oh, wow. I think you're... That's I think a, Yuri Robbie Lowenthal's Damon, in it, Robbie too. Damon dis- No, it's Robbie Damon oh, okay. as Spider-Man. I don't know him. Yeah, I haven't heard of him either. But yeah, you're... Like, the guy who played the prince is... That's the guy you're thinking of. The guy who played the prince? That sounds... Yeah, from Prince of Persia. Yuri Lowenthal was the prince in Prince of Persia? Which Prince yeah, of Persia? Probably the first three? Uh, first one and the third one. They changed really? a lot for... Uh... My God. The, 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 the Grim yeah. Dark second mm. one, yes. Anyway. Uh, Insomniac is currently working on a new game plus mode for the game. Kudos to them for launching it with photo mode. It usually gets... It looks great. The photo no, mode Well, great. I mean, it's not, if I really don't find it as robust as the one in Horizon, because in Horizon you could change time of day. Uh... In Spider-Man, right. time of day is entirely dictated by where you are in the story. And I kind of wish I could just leave at night in that city forever because it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And right I right like now it's foggy. It's driving me crazy. Um, <clears throat> Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition will launch on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on January 11th, 2019. Okay. Whoa. Okay, I'm sorry. Lear Lornfall is Peter Parker. For some reason... There had... we go. I was looking at... No, like, I put up the Spider-Man PS4, and for some reason it's giving me... Cast as John DiMaggio and oh. Robbie Damon. Spider Man 2018 video game. Here. Oh, wait, no, sorry, this is Wikipedia. Oh, wait, I guess I can type in IMDb. It's weird. Right. Oh, I, I put in Spider Man PS4 and it gave me the cast of some, like, 
Saturday morning show that aired in 2018. <laughs> that threw me off. Well, we were making oh, fun of Google, so it's getting back at us now. Somehow it happens in real time. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. That's oh, good man. There's a fucking Stan Lee cameo. It's yeah, so good. It's so good. There's a there's a little uh, there's a little scene where Peter Parker and Mary Jane are out at a restaurant where they used to go on dates all the time, and uh, and they're not back together at all. It's super awkward. But uh, the guy who runs the place is Stan Lee, and he's so yeah. happy to see them back together. He always liked those kids. Like <laughs> it, it was. He doesn't have a gear beside. I'm happy yeah, to be here. It's really nice. Okay, let's see here. It's it's endearing as shit. Yeah, he's Laura a Laura Bailey is Mary Jane. Laura Bailey is Mary Jane. She's, She's great. good. And that's the only name I recognize is Laura Bailey and Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, these are they're, they're keeping it low. This was like they could John Imagine and Patton also. Man, that Yuri Lowenthal, he is fucking everywhere though, isn't he? Oh my god, yeah, he's so this old. This dude gets work. <laughs> yeah. This forty. Hey, what what does that mean? One foot in the one, no, it just means Nothing. the guy's got one foot in the grave. It's tragic. What <laughs> 1971. Well, Neolithic. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're sorry. Oh, that was that oh. was a poor taste. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. You got, you You're got so not many, that much younger than me. Come you on. Got, you got, um, You'll be fine. I'm, for at least I'm sorry. A couple I couldn't hear you. My ears are going. You'll see your kids. Right. Fewer fewer Metallica concerts. You'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, spectac- finally, Spectacular Metroidvania Hollow Knight will finally come to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on September 25th in the shape of the Voidheart Edition. So, for mm-hmm. the record, anyone who has who has not touched Hollow Knight yet, because you don't have a Switch or you don't have a PC or some shit like that, you only got a PS4 and Xbox, buy this fucking game. It is so good. It is so good. It is... Yeah, I, this is something I would recommend to almost anybody. If you mm. like Studio Ghibli and you played Symphony of the Night when you had a PS1... No, we did this already. This, this is not you, the same as Symphony of the Night. If you like Metroidvanias at all, 2018, 2018 has been the best year for Guacamelees that I... For, for Metroidvanias. <laughs> it's been the best year for Metroidvanias that I can, that I can literally remember. And uh, and Hollow Knight is the best one. And for that, I... for for this, we go to our panel. It... Uh, Chamberlain, what's the best uh, Metroidvania 2018? That I've played this year? Yeah. The one I've enjoyed the most is Guacamelee 2. Thank you for your input. Uh, Mr. McCracken, <laughs> what, is the, what is the best Metroidvania of 20... 20... Of this year and the last? Oh, I agree. I think it's well, let, let's, go to our, let's go to our tiebreaker vote here. Uh, Chance, what do you think is the best Metroidvania <laughs> of, of the last year? Well, well... No, a tiebreaker vote. Like the first three reviews on Metacritic, they call yeah, it a masterpiece. Like, I'm sorry, it's Hollow Knight. That's fucking Hollow Knight. It's amazing. Well, it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Ori, if Ori Two came out this year, then my opinion might hold a little more weight. But it didn't. We have to wait till 2019 for Ori Two. So it's it's such a weirdly mature PG. Like like it's it's such a mature world that kids yeah, can understand. Yeah, it's, I love it's it so like, much. It, it hits the tone of like the, the original, uh, Batman the Animated Series, where these are like serious yeah, stories does. told for kids. It's wonderful. It's fucking wonderful. With like, it's charismatic, interesting, yeah, weird bug. It's fantastic. It's great. Absolutely fantastic. And so sad when yeah, it wants to be. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's a wonderful game. Yeah. One of the best games of the year. That's going to be in my top five for the year. I fucking promise you. In fact, it might be number uh, I found, two. I found one of the, there's a guy that's been doing like adding hip hop beats <laughs> to some of the soundtrack. He's so good. God damn, any road sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking here. 
Yeah, I'm walking in here. Winnipeg. I'm walking. With an Ital- an improbable New Yorker accent. You see, I'm walking here. <clears throat> okay, so now I'm scrolling through my blog, looking at screenshots, and I, 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 I need, I need, I, I gotta go. Time to go. You gotta go. Uh, gotta go swing. Gotta go swing. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that. That's a good song. That's a good thing. It's classic. I played that once in college. It was a blast. It was awesome. It was fun to play. What's fun to play that? That besides that, like, what would you? Music is fun to play. Most music is fun to play. As far as jazz stuff, jazz standards are actually fun. But like, what were you? I played saxophone. Nice. So. That was good. Satin Doll was good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of not, not a lot of them are not fun to play. Honestly, I mean, it, I it's... know. Like, <laughs> I had a band teacher that like would play like gigs like that, play swing music, and he fucking hated it. I, how? I don't get it. So like when you say like you loved playing, s- sing, sing, uh, sing. Yeah, yeah, sing, sing. He oh. hated that. He was like, I hate Glenn well, Miller. So maybe because he's like, been he played it over and over and over and over again. I mean, right. I played it, you know, maybe, maybe ten times in college, maybe. Is so, the saxophone the sexiest wind instrument that a man yes. can play, yes. or yes. Yes. is it the yes. harmonica? Yeah, I'm well, not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think a good harmonic. I think a good <laughs> harmonica steals your soul, man. See, here, here's the thing. No, yes, it fucking does. doesn't. The saxophone. In compared to a good alto, the saxophone sax, is the easiest instrument to play poorly. Any motherfucker can get noise yeah. out of a saxophone. Anybody. You can't do that but with a harmonica. But to control that beast and make yeah. it sound. You know, the saxophone, the alto, and the tenor especially are the closest instrument to the human voice in, in timbre and in sound. I believe it, yeah. So if you can control the dynamics, if you can play quietly on a saxophone, then you're there. And okay, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Because it's such a big bore, loud instrument mm. that just it, walk, it, uh... walk, walk, walk. You, know, you sound like a middle schooler until college because and, and, then you kind of figure out the control but it's been years i'm not a musician anymore well yeah no you're uh you're it, 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 people know you need to play like that you have amazing uh embouchure among other things <laughs> what's an embouchure <laughs> embouchure is Breath the control ah. well no no embouchure specifically is the, is the way you hold your mouth around the instrument and yes at, that, at that its, is very important at Wink. its core also the fingering but uh go on well, well also developing good strong tongue muscles, tongue muscles <laughs> of strength and endurance is good mm-hmm. as well. I don't think we're going so, to top this, gentlemen. No. Absolutely not. It has been taught. Innuendo. All right. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Spider-Man's awesome. Alex, thank you for talking. Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Put on.